Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me as always is the beat writer and the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we get started, I want to thank our, dispense, our December sponsor, Brewskits. Make every game a big win for you and your pup. Brewskits are your dog's game day ticket to big time fun. Huddle up and score big with your four-legged companion. Treat your pup to these all-star biscuits and share the love. Made from spent beer grains, these eco-friendly, all-natural premium dog treats will turn tailgating into tailwagging good times. So grab a brew for you and your dog. I don't and, and don't sideline your furry teammate. Head on over to brewskits.com and make every game a winner. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T-S.com because every game is better with brewskits. So Chris, <coughs> as Saquon Barkley is running down the right sideline last night, I'm like, I just got done saying on the live stream, it'd be so nice to win a game running out the clock. And it looked like it was going to happen. Mm. And, you know, <clears throat> the, the bad memories of the last 10 to 12 years kind of shot back in one play <laughs> when inexplicably he fumbles. No one touches him. And it's just like, we're, we're just like, oh, my God, like our best player just did this. Fell to the ground, kind of like Eli did in, in 09 against Philly or I think it was 09 or 10. Um, without being touched, and you're thinking, here we go. Uh, Packers come down and score, but, man, Chris, if Tommy DeVito just would not let them lose, man. I mean, look, you're talking about what's the reason to watch a 2-8 and eight team, and you're, you're trying to think of guys to look for and Thibodeau and Hyatt. And, Chris, if Tommy DeVito hasn't given this fan base so much excitement and so much reason to watch now, and, and, and forget about, like, playoff scenarios, just – what a joy to watch. What a joy to watch this team come together together. And I know it's not all DeVito, but the defense, the offensive line playing well, you know, the young guys like Wandale Robinson stepping up, like, oh my God. It's it and it just seems to stem from like just this winning, right? And we talk about it all the time about you don't want to tank and you know, winning is just good for the culture. And this is a bit an example of that. Like the Giants are fun again, Chris. It is so much fun to watch this team right now. And I, I as a fan, I know we're five and eight. I could not be happier, man. This is this is a good time right now. I'm just trying to enjoy this ride, dude. Yeah, and, and Tom DeVito's the reason why you're enjoying it. Let's face yeah. it. You know, you know when they, when they beat New England a couple weeks ago and Washington the week before that, I think everybody was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, DeVito's not get turning the ball. Always not costing them. But, you know, uh, you know, and then they played a legit team last night that was on a roll heading into that game. A team that's this was a seventh seed heading into last night's game, and you kind of like—I don't know about you, but I was kind of sitting back, saying, kind of waiting for that ball to drop, you know, with Tommy. Yep. So instead of the ball dropping, now you got to look at, and I'll tell you some of my thoughts. You know, at the end of the game, on the way home, when I was driving home late at night. And I'm sitting here going, and I'm talking to a lot of people last night with the Giants and this and that. And, and it went from like waiting for the ball to drop. Okay, when's this Cinderella story going to be over? Yep. Two, holy shit, do they have something here? Oh, I could not agree more. Do they have something here? It's unbelievable. So, Jerry, you know, you're watching last night, and once again, Tommy not turning the ball over. I thought he was very good in the pocket, and he knew when to get the hell out of here. I thought the Packers' defensive game plan was horrific, but that's for their story. Um, 
Tommy getting the hell out of the pocket with pressure at times, and the offensive line doing a good job for the most part. Probably the best job of the year. Yeah. For, for pass pro wise. Yep. And then you see Tommy making some throws. He missed a few in the first half, no question about it. Um, and I'm saying to myself, okay, so they get the ball after Saquon's fumble, and Saquon was like stunned in the locker room afterwards. He was at, I was actually explaining the rule of Saquon. He still thought he maybe he was down. Yeah. <laughs> like, why wasn't I even down? He goes, my left arm hit the uh, Saquon, you weren't touched. You know, he was like still like befuddled in the locker room. Like he couldn't believe he fumbled, you know? It's so funny. So that you're explaining it to him. That's so that's awesome. He was just you could tell the poor guy was just like, What the hell? Just like, what the hell did I do? Like, I thought I I was down, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it was a good call. I couldn't believe nobody touched him. Unbelievable. I thought I figured a leg hit him. They didn't didn't hit him. How They're, Valentine didn't just graze him by instinct just reach yeah. down and touch him when he was down or falling down was was unbelievable, which me and Barkley couldn't believe either. Usually defensive backs, you know, they always hit you anyway. Yeah. So they fumble, you know, and we know the story. Valentine picks it up, whatever it is, and they go back and hit Packers score. So now <clears throat> when it was 22-21, and now the Giants are gonna get the ball back, and there was the clock was not a fact. It was like a minute. Hey Chris, real quick, real quick, big stop on the two-point conversion. Big stop. Yeah, it turned out to be huge. I, yeah. I, I quite get why the Packers went to the well again with that. <clears throat> yeah. Read. I mean, they, they used it about four times. I mean, how many yeah. times do you keep using it? And it it's funny, Matt LaFleur, even a minute after the game, he goes, yeah, that was a bad call. <laughs> after the game, I, you know, I was reading his transcripts last night, and he was like, yeah, that's a bad call. We shouldn't have went to that call again. Giants were all over it, right? So minute 33, I believe, they yeah, get the ball back, something like that, and two timeouts. They need a field goal. So the clock was not a factor at all. Right? So I'm sitting there, Jerry, and, and I'm saying to myself, well, here we go. Now we are going to find out about Tommy DeVito. Right? Yep. Pressure situ- situation. Got the ball in your hands to win a game against a pretty good team and the winning game for your team. Right? You're going to have to move the ball. Are you going to force anything? Are you going to look like you got an apple in your throat? Uh, is your feet going to be a little jittery? Right? This is the first time in his career that he's felt this type of probably since Don Bosco. I don't even know if he even felt it in college yeah. where, you know, he, he won a state t- title at Don Bosco. So I'm sure there was a lot of pressure there for the kid, but probably since the first time since high school, he's faced this type of pressure. Where you have to win a game for your team. Right. Yep. So here he is. Boom. Wandell. Boom. Slayton. Boom. Saquon. Boom. Big pass to Wandell, 32 yards. And the next thing you know, Saquon's running out the clock to, three seconds, whatever it was, and the Giants win a game. So I'm sitting there like, you know what, Jerry? Forget this Italian shit now, you know? And I don't, yeah. you know, I put it on Twitter before. A lot of people ask me after the game, is this stereotype stuff bothering you? And I was like, no, it's, you know, it's fucking fun. It's great. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun time. Who cares? You know? Right, yeah. But now, you know what, Jerry? This, you know, the, the hand gestures and that people don't even know what the hell that hand gesture even means. But the hand gesture... The, the cutlets, the family in the parking lot, the old, you know, the whole Italian thing, you know, North Jersey, the whole deal. Dude, that's gone now. After Tommy led the team down the, draw, uh, down the field to win that game for them, right? I said, that's a side note now. That, sh- that shit's over with now. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, what do they have here now? Right. 
What do they have here? This is no longer a novelty. This is no it's longer not a, a novelty. Side, not a sideshow anymore. Jerry, when he led them down the field to win that game, that yep. novelty, that sideshow, that Italian stuff, the cutlets, the chicken palm, the vodka sauce, that's gone now. Out the window, baby. That's out the window. Because yep. now you look at it and go, oh, all I was thinking about, Jerry, and I was, <clears throat> was, wow, what do they have here now? Right. What if this kid continues to play well? Right. Chris, where are you going with this? Well, Ma, you know exactly. Go, go with it. Go with it wherever Chris, you want. Chris, where are you going with this? Well, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Chris, real quick, uh, just so you know, I, we're not all nuts. On the live stream last night, this dude, Ethan, who shows up every week, every time we have one, um, he asked, he goes, is there any, almost asking it kind of shy, like, all right, almost like, what do we have here? It's like, kind of like what you just asked. And what about the future for Tommy DeVito as QB1? And I just, all I said was, look, two weeks ago, you're laughing at that question. After last night, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm not answering the question. I'm just saying it's out there now. And why not, Brock? Why didn't we find our Brock Purdy? Why not? What's what's the difference there? It happens, right? This isn't like, out of, I mean, it's a little out of nowhere, but there is a history of it. It has happened, right? Tony Romo was a free agent, an undrafted free agent. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. Why not this? Why not us? This kid has a strong arm, seems to make good decisions, had ice water in his veins on the last play, and is mobile. And he's getting better every week. He's not taking a sack every play. Now the line played better. But there were times when, last night, he stepped up in the pocket instead of two weeks ago, three weeks ago, getting sacked 15 times, whatever it was, against the Commanders. He's, it's, he's getting better every week now. Now, you're going to see the next few weeks how much better he gets, but I think it's a perfectly legitimate question to ask, Chris. What do we have with him? And I don't know, and I love that I don't know. I love it. Uh, I, look, it's a legit question now. Yeah. It wasn't a legit question two weeks ago after New England. Right. It is now a legit question. Look, Jerry, I was talking with guys, John Schmitz after the game, talking to uh, Isaiah Hodgins, talking even to Saquon. Um, finding out about Tommy's demeanor in the hall. Yeah. And they all said the same thing. Cool. Calm. He knew that we were going to win this game. Composure. They were describing, I mean, everybody was saying the same thing about him. And I'm saying to myself, I'm walking out of the locker room last night, and I'm saying to myself, what the F do we have here? Yep. Are the Giants onto something? Right. Well, that'll be, Jerry, that's going to be, you're going to get that answer a little bit more the last four games of the year, especially you got the Eagles twice. But I, I'm just going to give you one quick thought too, Jerry. Go ahead, go for it. I'm driving back home last night on 78, one o'clock in the morning. And I'm listening and I'm saying to myself, I'm thinking a lot of things, you know. And I'm like, Jerry, you know what popped in my head? <laughs> what? I said, can you imagine if DeVito beats the Eagles one game? I, 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 oh my God. Can you imagine if Tommy beats the Eagles? Especially if it's the, especially if it's that first one. Especially, especially if it's the first one. couple, and the way it's shaped up, the Eagles are going to need the last one too. So, yeah. it, can you imagine if Tommy beats these guys one time? No, I can't. I mean, it would be inc it would be absolutely incredible. I mean, the the folklore of this kid is growing each week, and if you pull that off, it's a whole different stratosphere. And then you're in the conversation of really, what do we really have here? Is this the guy? Could this be a guy? Could this be the guy? Great. I just want to point out a few things. Um, weeks ago, 
people talking about firing Brian Dable. Yeah, good point. Mike Kafka. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be gone. Blah, 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 blah. Well, are you watching the job Brian Dable, Shay Tierney, Mike Kafka are doing with DeVito? Yep. I mean, folks, I just laughed at Jerry Otetis and even on the side, Jerry Otetis. I just laughed at people weeks ago talking about, oh, Dable might not be the guy. He's another judge, this and that. Well, Brian Dable knows quarterbacks, right? How about the adjust- how about the adjustments during the game? Now you asked that night? question yesterday, right? That was your question. Yeah, I thought so. I want the, to recognize your voice. Okay. How about the? I'm surprised you don't recognize. No, I, I always do. I always do. <laughs> oh, but the right, live true. stream was going, and we were watching it together. And I, go, oh, I think okay, that was Chris. Okay. I think that was Chris. <laughs> oh, okay. Because usually people are like, oh, that's Chris with that yeah. with my accent. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how about the adjustment? At the end of the second quarter, going into the halftime in the locker room, coming out in the second half and saying, "All right, we're gonna do, some, we're gonna use Tommy's legs more. We're gonna, do, we're gonna pull some zone read. We're gonna pull a Daniel zone reads." Right? But it was a hell of a question too, because I, uh, yes, <clears throat> yeah, couldn't believe it. Yeah. So you, they come out in the second half and they go with the zone reads with Tommy. They saw something there. Look, the Packers were missing their best linebacker in Quay Walker. It really showed last night. So, but that's good coaching. Okay, I thought Kafka had a hell of a game plan. You know, with some a, a flea, Barkley in one play, added, added a wildcat, handing off, the whole deal. The other flea, Barkley, back to DeVito. He hits Robinson, you know. By the way, I want to talk about – can I just t- touch on that play real quick? Everyone said that ball was underthrown. I think if he threw it further, the safety comes over and intercepts it. I, I, I think I was looking at something completely different than everyone else because that yeah. ball was thrown almost – not back shoulder, but it was thrown short. And I, yeah. I, Robinson made a hell of a play to come back to it. But I think if that ball is thrown where it should be, I think the safety comes over. But anyway. Yeah, I I, I don't know if Robinson, uh, if DeVito did that on purpose or not. Yeah, I hope he did. If he did place that ball where it should like like where it wound up. Yeah. Because you saw the safety rolling over, That's just, that, then that's an incredible throw. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. He has to be asked that. Yeah. <laughs> only problem I had with Mike Kafka last night, the only problem I had, was that he continued to run that outside stretch zone and it wasn't working on fourth and one, third and one, whatever. It wasn't yeah. working all night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forget it. Besides the fourth out play, he just kept running it. Right. And they were stringing it out and it wasn't working. Yeah. And I was mother effing like, stop, stop running that play, Mike. It's not there. Yeah. And that's go my to, point. I don't do it on fourth and one when it's not there. Yeah. Go yeah. to the power gap game more. Right. Well, they did do that in the second half. Not that I had any influence in that, folks. I wish I, I wish I could send in some plays from the press box, but no, they're not listening to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they did run some more power gaps in the second half, and I thought they were a little more successful. And they ran the zones, mm-hmm. zone reads with Tommy. And that was, I mean, let's face it, DeVito's legs were a big part of this win. Yep. And his arm, you know, obviously in his arm making some throws. So, I think that's the biggest story coming out of this game. Besides the fact that the Giants won this game and they now won three in a row and they beat a pretty good team that was playing really well. Um, the biggest story to me, Jerry, I'll flip it over to you, is that what do they have here? Are mm-hmm. they on to something with Tommy DeVito? So you talked about coaching. One subtle thing I think that happened in the locker room after the game that I loved was the game ball, rather than going to the fairly obvious DeVito, went to the offensive line. 
I love that. And I like it for two reasons. One, the offensive line quietly had a good game, right? No sacks to over 200 yards rushing. And the other thing I like about it, um, they're not, he's not knocking DeVito down a peg, but he's kind of keeping him grounded with a move like that. Like I, I, I just think that's a brilliant, and I don't know if, if, if how much Dable thought about it, Chris, but mm-hmm. looking at it from a fan, I like that. I like it. Like, you know what? Yeah. We know Tommy's playing well. The offensive line held him, kept him upright. And got we got 200 yards rushing because of it. I love that little subtle thing that Dable did at the end of the game. But yeah, Chris, I mean, yeah, I had, I had a funny text from an Eagle fan buddy of mine who doesn't talk crap. He just sent it last night. He writes, "I can't believe the Panthers took Bryce Young over Tommy DeVito." <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, man. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. But um, Chris, I mean, you know, the question, like I said, the question was asked last night, and I just sat there watching this final drive and I, I when when Saquon fumbled they say it all the time Chris I, I'm sure you felt the same way especially you were like in the 70s I I always say I felt like my father when he you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop you're waiting for what bad can happen and when Saquon fumbled I'm like I'm now my father's giant fan I'm I'm that guy <laughs> and DeVito and I was thinking about Godfather with his olive oil voice comes down the field and leads him to victory. And that throw to Wandale, man, that was a nice-ass throw. I mean, mm-hmm. hit him in stride. And Wandale Robinson really uh, really overshadowed by, by what DeVito's doing, too. Wandale's coming into his own now, guys. But uh, you watch that drive, and you're like, how do you not think that perhaps we have something with this kid? It is such a great story. Like you said, the Italian thing, the Jersey thing. But, <laughs> man, this kid, like, did everyone miss on him? Did everybody miss? Fine. I don't know, but I just did, keep looking. Did everybody miss a Brock Purdy? Right. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, it happens. Everybody missed on Tom Brady. I know everybody Tom Brady example, but we'll use it. What was he sixth-round pick in 2000? Like, and I'm not putting him there, but it happens. That's my point. It happens with these quarterbacks. And that throw to Hodgins was probably the best, the best, best throw of the night. On the run, throws a damn nice ball. Like you said, dude, he can spin it. And he seems accurate. And, and early on, he was missing guys, but – his numbers at the end of the game were insane. He had four incompletions. And I didn't realize this, dude. Last year in college, I think he had fourth highest completion percentage in college football. I didn't know I didn't know that. I saw that this morning, if that's true. The kid's so, got a, the kid's got a rocket arm too, man. You know, he he gets vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. I said that back in training camp. I remember I said this kid. Yeah, you did. He can spin it. Yep. Yeah, you did. This kid can really spin this ball. Yeah, Jerry, you know. A lot of times, you know, guys go through practice during a week and they're half assing it and they don't bring it onto the field on Sunday. Yeah. So Pretty interesting last night with the Isaiah Hodgins touchdown, right? It was an improv route. It was a scramble drill. Tommy runs to his right, improv, and Isaiah improvs with him. He scrambles to his right, goes with him. Yeah. And Tommy throws a beautiful throw in the corner, and Isaiah with a beautiful catch, getting the two feet down the whole deal. Right? Hodgins with another touchdown, right? Yep. Sorry. So, you know, Dable's explained to me last night. I don't know if you saw it in the post-game press, or I asked him about that route, about that touchdown. And Dable was explaining last night when I asked him the question in the postgame about how they were working on that. Chris, hang on. Let's lead with that after the break. Guys, we're going to take a break and be right back after this. You listen to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on one second. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And we're back. Folks, you listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz. Busy now. Go ahead, bud. Sorry. Yeah. Before we went to break, I was just saying, I don't know if you heard that in the post-game press, but I was asking Dave about that improv route by Hodgins. And Dave said, he says, we worked in that during the week. We ran five plays against the defense, five scramble drills. And I told Tommy each time, do not throw the ball, scramble, throw, run out of the pocket, and then throw it. So he worked on that during the week. And he was, David was praising the players, how they brought their practice on to the field Monday night. And that's key, man. When coaching staffs are doing certain things, right? To bring that on the field and execute it on a Monday night is just a great feeling for the coaching staff. And it also, Jerry, it's a credit to how much they are focused. And I was zeroing in what the coaches are teaching them. <coughs> Excuse me. What the coaches are teaching them. Now, another prime example. I was there last week and I saw, and like an absolute bonehead that I am, I had it on video. <laughs> For some reason, I erased this. Ah, let me erase this because it's getting old. Uh, I think it was last Wednesday. Whatever the hell I was there last week, and Tay Banks was working on an inside leverage technique. Mm. Right? The exact technique. Jerry, in the play that he did Monday night, last night, where he broke up that ball uh, in the end zone. Defensive play of the game. And you just see him and Jerome Henderson working on it. You saw, and like an absolute blowhole that I am, I erased <laughs> it. I was going to put it. So last night I was like, oh, man, this is the same thing. And I look at my phone. I'm like, I erased this? What am I, an asshole? I erased, like, I, you know what I mean? I could have shown everybody on Twitter exactly what Tay was working yeah. on. That's exactly what he did Monday night. <laughs> exactly. It was the same same technique. Because yeah. what happened was that the coaching staff, especially, you know, Jerome Henderson, yeah. take take got a little sloppy technique-wise weeks ago, middle of this year. He, he got sloppy technique-wise. And he had to clean it up again. And they've been working with him. And, um, and that's what they were doing the other night. You know, he kind of recovered well last night. Uh, look, if Jordan Love leaves that receiver out a little bit more, he probably might, that might be six, but he didn't. Right. And Tay Banks still got back there, recovered well inside, got up to the left hand and made the play. So it was a hell of a play by him. It really <coughs> was. And it, it, it's just funny when like national announcers do the game and Aikman said, well, Tay Banks had an up and down year. 
Like, uh, Troy, tell me you don't watch the Giants without saying you don't watch the Giants. I mean, Tate Banks has done more good than bad this year. Absolutely. Um, his, his comment was, I think, more reserved for like Trey Hawkins or someone like that. But I thought it was defensive play of the game, Chris. And, you know, aside from DeVito, who, who's obviously the big story in the offensive line holding up, defense played their, played their asses off, man. Um, and I mean, love, know, love was, you know, love was a little off too, man. He was, he was he off. Was, he was throwing bad, bad passes. I don't know how windy like, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a few. Was, balls, it, was like, it windy or no? Was it windy? Jerry, it was a little, it was winning the first quarter or so. Okay. Right. But then the wind died down. Like the second half, the wind wasn't a factor. Yeah. One of those passes was. Jerry, end over end. Wind. It looked like the ball just wasn't coming out of his hand right, love. Yeah. One, one pass looked like it was end over end almost. And it was the one where Flot interfered that if he just waited, he intercepts that ball. Like he didn't have to interfere. And I, I thought Flot played maybe his worst game in about a year or so. But look, um, the defense is like the, the, uh, the, the underrated story in this one, they, they played their asses off and, and, you know, Thibodeau again, um, aside from, you know, getting, I think another sack or half sack, whatever he had playing well against the run, you know, th- this kid mm-hmm. is, is growing before our eyes. Like you talk about what do you want to watch down the stretch? Well, that's another player uh, almost like guys, this is a fifth overall pick. Who's playing like a fifth overall pick. Now, you know, Bobby Okereke, best free agent signing since Antonio Pierce, you know, he's another one playing well, like there's a lot to watch on this team. And I thought the defense, man, I, I they held in and, and look, they got the big two point stop uh, when they had to. I mean, you know, when when the Packers scored, it was like, of course, they're going to score because we just fumbled and gave them great field position. So I didn't blame them at all. But <laughs> right, right, right. you know, what, a, what, an, what an effort, man. What an effort. What a friggin team effort, baby. Love it. Uh, yeah. Look, and, and Tibbs with the forced fumble last night, too. Yeah, big, right. Big strip. Um, and Aziz. Hey, his bookend. His hey. bookend. Look, I. I put it, you know, during a week, I, I put it that Aziz told me that he, he was better, right? I said, I said I think Aziz is going to show, show a little more juice in those legs. He wasn't 100%, right? The, the you said, you actually played. said it on the podcast, I think, last week or the week before. You said, I don't think he's fully healthy, but go ahead. Right. He he wasn't fully healthy. I saw him in the locker room last week, and he was like, you could tell he was he was a little happier. You could tell he, you know, he was close to being healthy, right? Mm-hmm. You could tell it's possible he's got some stuff going on in his legs. He's feeling better and all that. Well, he played his best game of the year, obviously, last night. The half a sack he had, yeah. a TFL, the whole yeah. deal. <clears throat> some pre- he had, I think he had two quarterback hits or three quarterback hits, something like that. So he played his best game last night. And that's big because we all know what Aziz could do when he's healthy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, right. He's proven it. And yep. So last night he's healthy. As far as Dexter Lawrence, he was on an obvious snap count. What a man. I think what he wound a, up a, playing like 27 snaps. Jerry, I didn't think he even did that, but you think he, I think the final number was 27 or 29. And, and if you didn't tell me that, I would have thought it was way more than that because of the impact he had. Isn't that right. funny? So the 29 or 27 snaps he had, he had pressures up the butt. Meaningful as hell. Jerry. Half a sack. Yeah. Right? I think he had. Yeah. Uh, Dex is you know, one of the top three defensive linemen in the game. There's no question yeah. about it in today's football. He's one of the top three. He told me after the game that he's, you know, it, it kind of tightened up on him during the game because he should be fine, all this and yeah. that. But obviously not 100%, but gave it a go. Um, he was on the snap count, uh, pitch count, excuse me, and, and all that stuff. So um, what can you say about him? I mean, that, I thought Sean Robinson played his best game of the year last night. Maybe yeah, active. He was active eight, as hell. Eight tackles. And I thought Nacho. I thought Nacho yep, yep. played well last night too. Um, yeah. Um, I, you know, I thought he, he stepped, he filled in there 
and did a pretty good job, you know, on AJ Dillon and those. And it's funny because that's the rotation that we were kind of excited about before the season started, and it's starting to kind of play out now a little bit, you know. Yeah, well, Jerry, you know, it's four, it's you know, thirteen games in. That that yeah. that has to be done early in the year. You yeah, know, you're right. kind of hoping for that early in the year, but they yep. played better last night, no question about it. They played probably one of their better games last night. And uh, Tate Banks, you know, I thought Dory played well, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, and Jason Pinnock, you know, pretty easy interception, but he was over, he rolled over there, he <laughs> got his second of the year. Big play at the end of the game, too. It could have been. I mean, he knocked the ball out of the hands. Like they scored anyway, but still. Yeah. Yeah, that was an unbelievable play by Jason. That was an unbelievable play. I don't, I don't know what the hell he was thinking there, running, running forward. Like, but anyway, that was an un- unbelievable play um, by Pinnock. Who, you know, he did miss a tackle on that Dylan check down pass. That went for like yeah. 30 yards or something. Him and yeah. McFadden, and I think McKinney at the end, kind of do his shoulder, bounced off him at the end. Um, But overall, you know, once again, the defense getting two more turnovers, you yeah. know. Getting two more turnovers. The you know, special teams got the other one. <clears throat> and then the Giants last night, Barkley fumble, mm-hmm. which is a rarity. Um, and then obviously the special teams muff, which was, you know, either Gunner's got to come up and catch that ball or he didn't. So he's yelling fire or he's yelling alert, whatever he's yelling. And McCain obviously didn't know what the hell the ball is, didn't hear it. Bullets him in the back, and that's a big turnover right there. So, and then the Lawrence special Cager, teams again, the, you know? the Lawrence Cager play, where at least you could have had a hail mary at the end of the half. Like, man, this special teams, McGahey, this has been a rough run for special teams. I mean, they're making mistakes like that. The Cager play was so maddening. Like, God, this is so easy. You should know this. Just step out of bounds and touch the ball. It's, you get at the forty yard line, man. So, yep. uh, they they had a rough one overall. Um, but. Um, yeah, yeah I, there's a I, lot of rough ones with special teams. You know, missed field goal last night too. And, yeah, and you know, you, starting for the first game of the year with the block field goal. You know, a couple of Gano misses. You know, so it's been a rough year for McGee's crew at times. It really, has. And, and that's why when when Bullock lined up, I'm like, this isn't a this isn't a guarantee until it goes no, I through. Agree. I, until this goes through, I'm not celebrating anything. I was happy that Wandale got them down there, and then Barkley got a little more yards before he got a loss, and then more yards. And I thought uh, it's a 39 yard or 40 yarder. This is not a gimme. I, I'm not celebrating until it goes through. So uh, I was happy it did, obviously. But yeah, yeah. And the offensive line only gave, going back to the line a second, it only gave two hits last night, too. Yeah, right. I right. mean, when was the last time we saw that stat, Jerry, with this offensive line? Zero sacks allowed and two quarterback hits allowed. And 200 yards rushing with it, with it. Yeah. Usually it's one or the other. Either they it's run like, block well, they pass block well. Right. This was pretty balanced. Right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you, you're playing two guys that are pretty good on the edges over there. Rashawn Gary, who was having a real good year, and Preston Smith, you know, and, and those guys, right. excuse me, were quiet all night. Yeah. yeah. It's a credit to the guys up front. Streets. I thought Tyree Phillips played pretty well. Um, yeah. You know, and Andrew was Andrew, you know. Now, do you credit any of that to DeVito, too? Being a little. Well, he was getting a ball step, out of his hand quick at times, too. Stepping don't up get, more, too. Don't him up, but he stepped up, got out of there at times. Yeah. You know? They, uh, you know, I know the PFF had a pressure rate of like 40-something percent after the game, but I don't really go by that PFF pressure rate. Like anything close in that pocket, they, they put down a pressure, you know what I mean? Right. There's pressure and then there's pressure too, you know? Serious pressure, yeah. You know, there's right. pressure and then there's pressure. So, uh, you know, uh, I love PFF. Don't get me wrong. They do a lot of great work. But there's certain statistics they come out with that I kind of like take it with a great assault. Like, okay, I get it. But, you know, well, you know, I'm not going to go, you know, too much, you know, you – 
with certain stats they come out with. So, um, and, and like you said, Tommy navigated that pocket with his feet. At times, I got the hell out of there. He had green in front of him, you know, and all that stuff. And um, I was shocked that they didn't really spy him a few times. Right. Um, they really didn't adjust to that zone read. And then that last drive, they were like playing off man. And they were giving some space in front of them, man. They they were kind of playing that last drive. Like they were like the Giants needed a touchdown instead of a field goal. Yeah. It was a little surprising. And, and they were man on Wandell with Nixon in a slot there. And that last, that big play. And, and you know, Wandell got off the line of scrimmage and embarrassed them. Right. Oh, God. Well, oh, shoot them out of his jockstrap. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was reading Matt LaFleur's presser. The transcripts of his press after the game, and you could tell he wasn't happy with that either. The defense with the calls, so yeah, uh, but that's their problem, you know. So Wondell did his job, and DeVito found him, you know. So, you know, you, you look and you just talk about PFS. I just want to bring it up like, you know, the stats for the game. I don't think he crossed 160 yards passing. Um, he was accurate, but there's the eye test, right? It's the gut feel, you know, the way he led them back and the way. The teams kind of rallied around it, Chris. Like that's a thing, right? Am I wrong? Like, yeah. you have to feel it. Like, you know, there's they're almost like they're, around this guy. Yeah, they right. And they're, look, this you, yeah. you look in the post game locker room, and I know we're all talking about the Italian thing, but when you see Joe Shane and the defensive guys doing this, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, it's great. It's awesome. And you know, that's the eye test with this kid. Like that that last drive and the way he carries himself on the field, the way he hits his receivers, accurate, and I just. I could not be – this is such a great story, man. Um, I, I'm just hopeful he can keep it going. But, you know, the stats weren't eye-popping, but, you know, making big plays that he, when he needed them. Uh, that, that throw to yeah. Wondell was, was beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, and you got you know, you to remember too, Jerry, Giants don't have a number one receiver. They're not even no. close to it. Right. You know? they don't have, they're not even close to having a number one receiver. Seriously, right. you know. And Hyatt's, Hyatt's not there yet. You know, Hyatt's working his way up there to be an impact receiver, but he's not nowhere near number one right now. So, you know, and they don't have Darren Wall, who could be a very, you know, don't forget, Tommy's doing this by a guy who could really run the seams, run different yeah. routes, you know, if Wall ever gets back, <clears throat> which I'm not sure. We'll see what happens this week with him. But I don't expect him back for a few weeks either. So, but Jerry, look, coming up Sunday, a very hostile environment. Obviously, uh, it's going to be a huge test for Tommy in New Orleans. They have a pretty good defense down there. They're fighting for a division. Um, so this is going to be another great test with DeVito and this Giants offense against these guys Sunday afternoon. You know, I yeah. think they're all, I think their defense will hold up fine against Derek Carr and that offense. But the question is going to be, you know, how the DeVito does against this Saints defense, you know. So yeah. uh really good test for him and 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 these guys Sunday. But you know what, dude? It's amazing, right? Uh, three weeks ago, we were looking at draft picks and off season and all that stuff. And here we are three games later, actually talking about the P word as well, if you win this Sunday, you know, right, you know right. it's, it's mean, live, right. It's alive. Right. It's like a live, it's a long, long shot and it's not going to happen, but to even have the conversation about it, right. To even right. talk about it. It's pretty remarkable if you think about it right now. And it's it, ridiculous. I talked it's about ridiculous. it last podcast. You know, it's a credit to Brian Dable and his coaching staff and all that. You know, to hold this team together. And obviously, you know, it's all rallied around DeVito. He's been an unbelievable spark. 
but you know, Lockwood never fell apart. You hear players talk about it all the time. We're all one family here. Nobody's pointing fingers and all that stuff. And yeah, you know, even Dex last night, you know, he he talked about it. He goes, Hey, listen, they they were in great field position, but we got to get a stop there. And right. They scored a touchdown, they took the lead. But we knew the offense was going to have our back. We felt the offense was going to have our back, and they did. You know. Yeah. So that's what you want to hear coming out of out of the locker rooms after games. It's amazing how Brian Dable learned how to coach again over the last three weeks, right? Yeah, you know, in this league, not everything's going to go right, man. Every year, you know, yeah. not yeah. everything's going to go right. You yeah. know, and, and he, you know, even coaches are going to screw up. I thought Matt Lafleur screwed. He calls the plays. I thought he made a. a I thought he went to the well way too much with the Jets last night. The receiver screens. Um, you know, you know, and he's a very good coach, a little full offensive mind too, but you know, it happens. Your coaches go stretches when nothing's working, you know, and they screw up at times. And, you know, there's a lot of times we talked about Dable and calf, like what the hell are they doing at this play? You know, this and that. Right. Um, but the bottom line is that, um, you know, I think Dable's showing his metal here. You know, I think he's yeah. kept it together. He's now teaching this young guy what he wants and what he doesn't want and what he should be doing during games and not doing. And there was another play too late in the game, Jerry. I think Tommy threw one away. I was like, oh, great play. You know, I forget, mm. what, I forgot exactly when it yeah. was. Jerry. He, he kind of rolled to his right or left. Yep. I think it was, I think it was to his right or, or left. I forget now. I think it was. To, I thought it was to the left. I you might it was be to right. The left. You might I, be I right. Rolled to, he rolled to his left and nothing was there. Yeah, and he just launched it. And that's Brian Dable in his ear. Yeah. I don't yeah. mean literally at the time, but that's Brian Dable in his ear during the week, right? Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it. Not there. Get rid of it. You know, yeah. um, that's coaching. You know, that's coaching. Little things like that, man. Little things like that. And you know, I I think you. The thing about Devito, he's just getting better every week. You know, right. he's just getting better. You saw the improvement in the pocket. Not really taking stupid sacks last mm. night. Mm. Good decisions with the ball. You know. <clears throat> and um the proper reads yep. great placement at times you know Hodgins and, and you know a couple of balls Wandell on that left sideline yeah um you know so uh and he shows that all the times right Jerry he could zip that ball in there man he could really zip can. that ball in there so it's yeah. an unbelievable story we'll see if it keeps going I thought the ball was going to drop last night it didn't yeah same, <laughs> we'll same. see if it drops in in Louisiana Sunday you know <laughs> yeah but right yeah. now you that's the question. The question is, as we about to exit this podcast, the question is what? It's going to be, what do they have here? Right. Do right. they have something? Right. Awesome. I mean, and, you know, the first person to beat LaFleur's Packers in December, they were 16-0 till last night. I mean, you can't, that's ridiculous, man. And the first Monday night victory since 2018 over the 49ers. Like, awesome. So. In in San Francisco, is it? Yeah, they beat him in, in San Francisco, and I I got a, a lot of help from people on the uh, on the live stream. I looked that up. Oh. They beat uh, Nick Mullins in San Fran. Eli Manning beat Nick Mullins in San Fran. What year was that? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Papa was wrong when he told me that information last night. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. Okay. Oh, okay. What do you say? Twenty sixteen. Says the first Monday night primetime win or something like that. Says. So it's it might have been the first one at home because they beat the Bengals in 20. Like you said, I think you said 2016. He beat the Cowboys in December 11th, seven days, seven years to the date. He said, and that was a, that was a Sunday night, I think. This is uh, the Monday night one was the the Bengals. Okay. Well, okay. again, dude, I I got a lot of help from people on the, on right. the live stream, uh, but it was 2018, so still a while. And look, man, you know, 
our record on primetime is terrible. Like we didn't embarrass ourselves. Terrible. We played like what a nice win in primetime too, in front of the, the world, by the way, I'll say this real quick. You were at the game, so you didn't have to experience this BS. <laughs> I do enjoy having a choice between games on Monday night, but please NFL do not give me the split screen. I, I don't No, I saw that up. I saw it up oh. on the monitor in the booth. Yeah. So annoying, I, right? I yeah. was nuclear over that. I'm yeah. like, come on. I don't care about the Titans game, man. Yep, exactly. Don't assume I want to watch that. I'll switch channels. I'll take the option, yeah. but don't do that shit. I hate it. So. Yep, yep. I don't blame it. It was annoying me up in the booth. Everybody would do it. When I was watching them on, and they were showing the split screen. I'm like, guys, come on, huh? You know, oh, man. I'm trying to watch this replay here. You know, get rid of that. That was awful. But uh, yeah, yeah, Chris. Well said, man. We'll see what happens. Um, anything else you want to bring up? Uh, no, that's it, man. Um, trying to think of something else last night. So I think we covered it. Yeah, I think everything. It was um, just- I think we covered it. Three hundred. And- 67 yards of offense that we'll take that right giants haven't yeah. had many of those games nope you know and uh they were five for four to 35 percent but another key thing from wink's defense last night pack only two or five in the red zone that's oh story. yeah that's one of the stories of the game yeah giants were three or four in the red zone so uh time getting them in the end zone too that's big right that's your yeah. quarterback's job you gotta get your team in the end zone yep so Good stuff, buddy. All right, guys, that intro and outro music you're hearing on the podcast, not on YouTube, but on the podcast, is from a very talented friend of mine named John Swanhart. I want to thank him for putting that together. He's basically Eddie Van Halen. Um, we're very talented friends. He's basically Eddie Van Halen. He's a, Chris, he's a, what you just said. I said it. He's a ridiculous guitarist. I, ridiculous. Ridiculous. I swear to God. I would never, I would throw that around lightly. And he's the one. Remember, I said the other day, my, I was talking to you afterwards. My buddy said, Eddie Van Halen's better than Randy Rhodes. That was the guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh so nice. you're saying this so you're saying this guy's better than Randy Rhodes. Was better than Randy Rhodes. Well, he's saying that. I, I think Randy Rhodes is better than all of them. Sorry, John, but yeah, it's true. I'm a big Randy Rhodes fan. I'm only um, I don't even know the guy who you even talk about. I'm just having fun with you, that's all. No, I know. But uh yeah, very talented dude. Um anyway, guys, we'll we'll see you later in the week. Sundays and Monday nights are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.